Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You have to learn to know God yourself to read the Bible. When you and I begin to do that, remember the whole purpose of reading the scripture is not for like information, it's for transformation because God's going to speak to us. The Bible, as you read it, you get a picture of who God is, his character, his love, he's for you, he's not against you. And the easier it is to know God, the more I seem to know him, way easier to obey him and trust him in my life. No matter how much we think we know God or know about God, there are still misconceptions we carry around about Him. Things we picked up from others when we were young or from the church culture we may have grown up in. Pastor Mark is teaching about the need to know God and about the ways we can receive information about God. If we really want to know more about God and to have accurate knowledge regarding things like His character, it makes sense to go to the best source we have available. The Bible is the primary way we receive information about God. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in 1 Samuel chapter 3 with part one of his message, Because God says so, I will obey regardless of my feelings. God is still speaking today. And we need to listen to him because the only way I can do life right is to do it by listening to God. Now, I want to show you that God's a God that loves new things. He's so creative. So I want to show you God's decided to speak his wisdom a different way. So you can hear God speak a different way. On the screen, what you have is the Amazon Echo and the Google Home. The Amazon Echo, Alexia. Alexia, she'll answer you. And you can ask her a question. Now, if you ask her anything spiritual, at Google and all this, if you ask them, I did it three times with the Google app. And here's what she said when she came back. Uh, you need to ask somebody else. That's a spiritual question. Well, of course. Uh, So how many think God's going to use those to speak to us this year? Uh, No, God is not going to use. Now, if you will turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4, we will see what that looks like. And I'll get there in just a moment. Matthew chapter 4, first book in the New Testament. I'm going to give you this morning the five most common ways God speaks to us. There's more, but these are the most common ways. So I want you to write them down. Because you need to hear God speak to you. Number one, write it down. God speaks primarily through the written word, the Bible. 
If we're not listening to God from his word, then we're speculating about how to do life. What should I do? I should do this. But you don't have to speculate because we have the revelation of God. Now look at Matthew 4.4. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. You see, when you open the Bible, it's like God opens his mouth. What is Jesus saying with that verse? He's saying it's more important, the Bible, physical food is, than the spiritual food that we need. Let me just give you an example of that. Here's what Jesus is saying. I have a loaf of bread this morning. When you eat bread which is what Jesus bread is a symbol of our physical food that we eat. When you eat bread, what does it do to you? I know, ladies, it puts carbs on you and all that stuff, whatever. I'm not talking about that. When you eat bread, it satisfies the hunger. You get some energy, food, meat, whatever. So Jesus said, we don't live just by this alone. Why don't we just live by this alone? Because we're not just physical. You got it? Now, let me give you an example. Jesus says, we live by how many words in here? Every single word. That's why we study the Old and the New Testament. So what does this feed in me? If I read this and I don't take any of this, how am I doing? Well, for 10 days of fasting, you're doing fine. But after that, well, let me give you an example. Let's say today... You haven't eaten any food since last Sunday. How would you do right now? Uh, Holding the bread up, I might be attacked right now. (laughs) Especially if it was sourdough bread with a little butter on it. I'd eat some myself right now. You'd be starving to death, wouldn't you? Can I hear an amen? Yeah, if you eat once a week, there's no way you're surviving. Let me ask you a question. (laughs) Man does not live by bread alone, but every word in the Bible. What if the last time you had a word in the Bible, you opened it, you meditated on it. What if it was seven days ago? How healthy would we be spiritually? Same principle. You'd be weak. You wouldn't have energy if you ate once a week. You will be weak spiritually. You won't be able to hear God. Nothing will make sense because you're only taking care of the physical body. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? Five of you say yes. What about the rest of you? Does it make sense? Of course it does. And that's why Jesus said every word that comes from the mouth of God. See, this Bible, you know, when you take in the bread, they have to add stuff to it and vitamins and all that. And that won't keep you alive because there's not enough protein in there. You got to have all the mixture of protein. Well, the word of God has everything you need. Everything we need to know about God and how to do life is contained right here in the Bible. You say, well, Pastor Mark, this is words on paper. No, 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 no. Let me read to you. Hebrews 4. 12, for the word of God is living and active. 
See, the word speaks to us. God speaks. It's his voice. He speaks right to us. So I want you to turn to your neighbor and go like this. God is going to speak to me this morning through the Bible. Go ahead. Just turn to your neighbor. I know. How many actually believe that? So let's expect it as we go through. Now, I want to show you an easy way, you know, to, to make sure you're meditating, reading, and being in the Word, maybe 15 minutes a day in the morning, quiet time. Let me show you an app that I've used for many years. There's many, many ways to do it. It's called Version. It's a Bible app. It's totally free on your iPad, tablet, phone, whatever. Let me tell you, look at that app for just a moment. How many people do you think in the world use this app? 250 million people use this app. It's free. Now, as you look at that app, let me show you what else it does. On that app, the Bible is in many different versions. New King James, New Living Translation, Amplified, you know, hundreds and hundreds of those. Number three, there are 900 different languages. The Bible is in 900 different languages on that app. So people all over the world, doesn't matter your language. They can read it. They can meditate it. And last, they have a thing called plans. You can pick a plan. And every morning it will come up to you. And you might pick a plan on, I want to read the book of Genesis. I want to read the whole Bible for the year. Take about 15 minutes a day to read the whole Bible through the year. You pick the version you want, whatever. You can say, Pastor Mike, I need hope right now. You can put hope in and you'll see hundreds Hundreds of devotionals by pastors and guest speakers and things like that that will tell you to have hope. And most of those are like for seven days, eight days in the morning, take you 15 minutes max with prayer. And then you can go, well, I, I want to think about riches. I want to think about uh, raising children. I want to think about my marriage. I want to think about whatever. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of those apps in there. So that is a way for you to feed yourself every morning. See, if you're only getting fed coming once a week, you're going to starve to death spiritually. You have to learn to know God yourself to read the Bible. When you and I begin to do that, remember the whole purpose of reading the scripture is not for like information. It's for transformation because God's going to speak to us. The Bible, as you read it, you get a picture of who God is, his character, his love. He's for you. He's not against you. And the easier it is to know God, the more I seem to know him, way easier to obey him and trust him in my life. One more thing, six days a week on our app, our own church, Calvary Chapel, calvarycm.com, we have a daily devotional. We have six people that write what I've taught this weekend. They will take it, divide it out, and six different people will write a devotional on it. So you can stay in the passages we're at. It'll make sense to you. It kind of just develops what I'm teaching you. So I encourage you to do that every day. So number one, basically, let's think about this. God speaks primarily to us spiritually. How? Through the Word of God. Number two, write it down. Number two, God speaks through the Holy Spirit, inner promptings. Ezekiel says it like this. And I will pour my spirit in you, a believer, and move you, prompt you, to follow my decrees 
and be careful to keep my laws. When you became a Christian, God put God inside you. God, the Holy Spirit. He has direct access to our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. Remember, physical foods feeds my physical being, which I am. But the real you is not physical. The real you is your spirit. And so when I'm there, the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me. By the way, the Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible. So he knows how to interpret that for you. And he speaks through the Spirit to our spirit who lives in us 24-7. Now here's a key. Here's a key. Write it down. God will never speak anything to us that contradicts the word. You'll never hear the Spirit say for you to do something that the Bible says, don't do it. Never, never. Now, as you and I are being prompted by the Holy Spirit, it's just something that comes to you. You know, it's kind of like, take your elbow just gently right now and just give a little nudge. Give a little nudge to your neighbor right next to you. Just give him a little nudge. See, that's an inner prompting. That's an inner prompting. So let's say you're out with a friend, the person's an unbeliever, and you're walking through the store and you say, excuse me, God just just gave me a nudge. (laughs) Well, you tell him you go to some other church, not this church. (laughs) It is a physical nudge. It's where? In my heart. You know what that means. As I'm teaching today, God's already nudged some of you through the spirit because you're starving spiritually. Well, how come I'm not growing? Hello. Once a week? Can't happen. You would never do that with physical food. Never. Now, so understand, if it's black and white in the Bible, I don't have to go to God. Now, the Bible has lots of good things to do and things you shouldn't do. Don't lie. So you're at work. And you know that you haven't finished the assignment your boss has given you. So you go in Monday morning, go like this. God guide me. I think I'm going to have to lie today to my boss. I'm going to get fired. Well, the Holy Spirit told me to do that. Really? See, if it's black and white in the Bible, do not lie. Then you didn't hear from the Holy Spirit. You heard from yourself. (laughs) Do you get it? Do you get it? So it cannot ever go against the word of God. God. This is the standard. But there's plenty of other things that aren't there in the Bible. For instance, you're praying for a spouse. I did that more than 50 years ago. Is this the right lady for me? Is this the wonderful, beautiful lady for me? And I opened my Bible and I was in Luke and it said Mary. And my wife's name is Mary Linda. I went, praise God, that's the one. (laughs) Say, Pastor Mark, really? Uh, No. Uh, here's another one. Some of your students, you're getting ready, you're finishing high school, where are you going to go to college? Oh, Florida State, right there, Florida State. <laughs> of course not. So where does the Holy Spirit come in? With that, understand it. Let me give you some other decisions. Should we sell the house now or wait? Should I accept this job offer because it's going to require me to move to another city? Should I do it, God? Should I go on this mission trip? Should I have surgery now? Or maybe it'll go away. Can I wait, God? These are real difficult questions need to be answered. You can't find it in black and white. 
So where do you learn it from? Listen, Romans 8, 14. Christ followers are led by the spirit of God. So God has principles. And you can look. For instance, he will not give you the name of the spouse, but he'll tell you what that spouse should be. That spouse should be a Christian serving God. Well, Pastor Mike, I love this girl that's not a Christian, but I know she'll come to Christ. No, you shouldn't even be dating her. See, the principles are there about these things that aren't in black and white. We just go through them. This is where the Spirit gives us direction in everyday life. Now, number three, God speaks through other people. Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Remember, our world is simply about relationships with God and with people. And sometimes in the Bible, we discovered that God spoke to all kinds of people to other people. Now, he often speaks to us through our friends. If you're married, guaranteed, you've heard from God through your spouse. You may not want to hear it, but you heard it. And you've heard from your children. How many have heard from your children? God spoke through your children. It's a little embarrassing, isn't it? Dad, you shouldn't have done that. You're in the car. You yelled at that man. A words I never heard you yell before. Who was that speaking? God. Through your five-year-old. But normally God speaks to us, not only the word, not only the Holy Spirit, but he speaks to us through mature Christ followers. People that are wise in the Lord, pastors, elders. Now, we're just people. And so remember, you got to go back. Whatever they say to you, you got to go back. When we counsel at this church, all of our pastors, all the ladies that counsel, by the way, here, men don't counsel women and women don't counsel men. Is that a smart move? That's a brilliant move. But how do we counsel? Through the word of God. Now, we will never tell you what to do. And this is black and white. Other than that, if it's a college, I can't tell you what college to go to, but God knows. He already knows. Exactly. When you see people speaking to other people, remember David, a man after God's own heart. And he committed adultery with Bathsheba and then killed her husband. And for one year, God came to David. You need to repent. You need to ask forgiveness. He refused for a man after the heart of one year. And he was miserable. So one day, God sent Nathan, a prophet, to him. And he said to David, listen to me. God sent me. And he told him the whole story, kind of a neat analogy. And at the end of it, David went, I'm sorry. I repent. It's me. He was devastated. He couldn't believe why he didn't do it. But God sent that person to convict David. Number four, God speaks through not just the Bible, not just through the Spirit, not through other people, but number four, through circumstances. Now, a few years ago, I would have never given you some of these circumstances. Let me show you how God can speak to you. God can speak through a failure, a success. God can speak to us through a sickness. When I was sick last year for about six or seven months, I didn't really realize that. But while I was sick, I wasn't in sin. God just allowed it to teach me compassion, all kinds of things. But he spoke to me. See, that circumstance, God spoke to me. He can speak to us through disappointments. 
But you have to be alert because just depending on circumstances is very dangerous. See, we see an open door. I want to go through that open door. Thank you, God, for the open door. That may be Satan opening the door, not God. So see, it needs more than that. It usually needs two or three of these coming together. Now, here's number five. This is another one where you have to understand this. Number five, God speaks to us to inner peace. Colossians 3 says this. And let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule as an umpire continually in your hearts, your spirit, deciding and settling with finality all the questions that arise in your mind. The peace of God is one of the key indicators of God's guidance. It is, can I say this? This is what the Bible says. It's our umpire. It rules our heart telling us you're hearing the voice of God. Paul tells us that there'll be an inner peace as we seek God's will. There will be an inner peace that will come. And give us direction. But watch me. That inner peace does not mean it's going to be roses for you. One time, a prophet spoke to the Apostle Paul. And he said, don't go to Jerusalem because it's going to be bad for you there. But God had already told Paul to go to Jerusalem. He knew he was going to be beaten. There was going to be all kinds of problems. So a peace has to outdo what the danger is. If I have a piece to do this, it's okay. But don't expect everything is going to be roses. No, it's a piece in spite of the circumstances. That's the way God rules. Remember, Jesus on the night before he was betrayed and before he went to the cross, he prayed three times for God to what? Remove the cross. But finally, what did he have in his heart? A peace. I'm going to the cross. To those circumstances, regardless of the circumstances. So when you see all of these working together, this is God. Listen to this verse, Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him, God, in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And when you read through circumstances, Joseph, perfect boy, gets called that he came on to Potiphar's wife total lie, put in jail. Can he have peace in jail? Yes, because he didn't sin against God at all. So see, that's it. Now, turn with me to Genesis chapter three. Let me show you how this works with the word of God. Genesis three, not hard to find, first book in the Bible. Life is about healthy relationships that have to be consistent and honest. And these healthy relationships are directly related to two things. God and people have relationships. And people and people have relationships. So in Genesis 1 and 2, God is speaking to Adam and Eve, the first two people on the earth, and Adam and Eve are speaking to each other. That's the only relationships we have. Well, today, Pastor Mark taught us about the correlation between physical food and spiritual food. We learned that just as we can't live on one meal a week, We need to be daily feeding on God's Word. The wonderful thing about God's Word is that it can reveal more about the nature of God, even though we've read through it many times before. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. 
subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. In the next installment of this message, Pastor Mark will continue to teach about the idea of trusting God to speak to us. We'll learn more about the various ways God makes His will known to us. Some we may be familiar with, others may be new to us. It's wonderful that God loves us so much that He makes it possible to know Him and to know His plans for us. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Because God Says So. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.